My name is Tyrell. My name is Ian. This is the Hand in the Crate show. Where we... Where we discuss music. <laughs> we just, yeah, music, <laughs> entertainment. The culture. The culture, you know? And also just like any other random Everything things that it's... Everything that surrounds it. Exactly. Anything that's like in our sphere of like information, you know? Like if it pops in your... Like I, I, I kind of want to do a segment where it's like uh, we just go on our phone, go on Twitter and pick like one thing one of the trending topics each episode that and then my just suggestion in my text message today was it one of them was oh, okay yeah we can get through that it's like it, it's a it's a good move like it's a good play like all around i think we should do it this is what i was talking about hmm? the hunter Biden yeah. brought it up because there's one twitch or sorry twitter clip where, cause like his iCloud got leaked, right, and leaked a bunch of shit of him and prostitutes and yeah. crack and coke and among other things like child pornography and stuff. But anyways, oh. but someone just took a bunch of clips of him and the prostitutes or whatever, mm-hmm. and like put Ten Crack Commandments by Biggie over, it, and it's hilarious. Jeez. We need to watch it after. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. It's so funny. I'm down just because. It's and you're like, this is the president's son. Yeah, you see, and he's still the president. And this is not the first time his iCloud got leaked. People been knowing this stuff. But anyways, it's to each their own, dude. I mean, I have no problem with you doing crack or paying for sex, as long as you're paying them. Exactly. <laughs> no. Like, that's the big thing. You gotta. Good on the sex workers. Get that bag, yeah. you know? You know? I saw, like, the top, like, reply on it was, like, I'm a sex worker. This is dope because I'm sure he's paying them well, and I'm sure he's got real good crack. I was like... Clean crack. Fair enough. Clean crack. Well, like, why are you doing crack as the president's son? They're much cleaner drugs your riches could purchase. I, ge- I genuinely... like, dirty. <laughs> yeah, but... The whole thing with crack is I'm pretty sure it gets you higher faster. But it's like a shorter high. Is that true? Yeah. First topic. First topic. So yeah, first topic, just because it's our first episode, I think we should get uh, into like the good stuff and get to let everybody know kind of where our heads are at when it comes to music preferences. Right. Uh, like... You know, and do like the basic, you know, do the the, the, the Mount Rushmore. The top five. Exactly, the top five. Exactly, do those kind of things. And even just have the conversation of, is the top five conversation even fair? You know? I always look at it in two ways. I, f- I feel like it's such a weird... We're, we're in like that age group where we grew up at the end of like... The quote-unquote at, golden era. Exactly, and then like you have what's now considered new music, you know? And, yeah. And like... <clears throat> I always look at it in two ways where I'm like, there's one way where I'm like trying to put together just kind of facts Mm -hmm. and like try and put my bias to the side and like, okay, this is like a almost indisputable, I'm using facts and statistics and feeling, but like not my personal feeling about Uh it. And then I, the top five is just my personal top five, and that's like how you can argue with my own top five, you know? No, then that's this is who I listen to. <laughs> it's not my fault. You see, like that's the thing, and I listen to so much that I get like cloudy brained and like I can't think. Yeah. And then when I'm done giving my top five, I can think of like thirty other artists that I can kind of probably put somewhere 
in there, you know? Yeah, like, I have the same thing, but I'm always, like... Like, I used to have that problem where I'm, like... I just listen to so much where I'm, like, what am I going to put as top five? Yeah. But then I was, like... Just gotta look at what I actually listen to the most. Yeah. And, like, what I always find myself going back to. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess if we're putting it like that, then this is the top five. Exactly. <laughs> it's the replayability of it like can i really go back and listen to this person yeah i mean that's music right later. like what's the point of music if you're not gonna replay it? so do you want to start the top five who's your top five <laughs> top I- five which way in my subjective or objective way i should say no nah, fuck it we're doing only preferences we're not gonna do the stats one because you, okay. you do stats then that's an i feel like that should be an argument in, in and of itself because you you're going from different eras of how you're quantifying what is what, like sales and stuff, you know, from like tangible fucking feeling, like stream impact. to streams, you know. Oh, it's yeah, like you yeah. know what I'm saying. So it's like the even the billboard stuff. I'm like, who was really the guy to sit there and figure out? Okay, this is how we're gonna cross over and figure out the algorithm of this. Yeah, no, you know? that's Cause fair. It's like, yeah, no. What is it? It's like. Like a hundred thousand streams is one album sale. Exactly. Or I don't even know it's how like, it works. It's so weird. I, I'm, and every time I try to like make it make sense to myself, there's so much. Like I mean, no one knows how it works, and like no. except for them, dude. Just and Google. That's why they're scamming everyone. Just Google <laughs> like how like the difference between streaming today and how record sales worked like yeah. 15, 20 years ago, and like. There's so much unnecessary data in all these articles that are explaining it that it's it makes it so unreadable. Like right. just like, dude, just give me the the meat and potatoes. Like, like tell me like what but is. It's like what is one stream worth? Like point zero 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 yeah, zero zero percent. Like it's like. And that's okay. the thing too, because like, if you look at like some some people are like artists who make music fifty like ten years ago and they'll put their stuff up to stream now, and like. They'll be pulling in wicked streams. They they could pull in added to the original album tally. But that's what I'm saying. Does the album now go platinum? But that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. I've never heard of an older album going platinum during the streaming era. But all these older albums have gotten switched over to a like streamable platform. And if it wasn't, then there was something thought out to make it accessible in another way. You know, like right. So it's like I don't know, man. Yeah, I know. I don't know. What was I going to say? Um, yeah, one, I've never seen an older album go, like, change its... What do you, What is that even called? The Rhea? What's it called? Rhea? Like, the gold, the platinum? Yeah. What would you even call that? The sales marker? Benchmark? Something I guess like benchmark would be a good term for it. Benchmark <laughs> the... Yeah, like, I've never seen anyone's change that was old. Like, no. I've seen newer albums that are a few years old change in, mm-hmm. like, a few years time but like never one that's like i don't know from the 90s or from the early 2000s there's that's definitely but the thing is, is there's definitely been a couple i feel like there's definitely been a couple there has to be like, yeah no, it no, makes no sense that there wouldn't 100%. be right 100 especially now because then someone on twitter is like yo how come no one's ever talked about this album and then it goes viral and then everyone goes back to listen to the album and then there's another hundred million streams yeah you know, there's because I I feel like I remember seeing like old Dipset shit go platinum. I can imagine that. I know I kind of. Like, uh, I was thinking Dipset you know, like, too. I was like, 
I don't know why. But like, maybe there is something then. Because I feel like in its, it was recent, like in the last like five years, I feel like I saw this. But I could be also just tripping. But you dodged the question. Yeah, top five. <laughs> <laughs> top five. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think this whole time. Do you have your top five set? You no, I didn't want to like think about it too much beforehand. Like I kind of rough thought, but I was like, I want to give myself the ability to give like a real. I would say top five, but so. with no like order. Mm-hmm. No order. I'll go no order. Off the top of my head, it's like fifty. Hmm. Jay Z, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Probably Drake in the top five because it's probably one of my most played artists. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> like, a lot of, but you seem like an asshole putting Drake in your top five, but it's like it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. He makes good replayable music that I want to hear often. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I would probably put in between um, Rocky or Joey. Okay. Because Rocky, to me, like, growing up, it was, like, 50 and Eminem. Mm-hmm. And, like, actually, when I was young, I didn't really care too much about Wayne, and I only kind of started liking Lil Wayne when I was older. Yeah. But at the time, it was always 50 and Eminem. Then when you get to, like, 2010s, mm-hmm. so now disclo- age disclosure, we're, like, 11 in 2010, right? Yep. So that's when you start getting your... You Kanye. Like, I remember being, like, whatever, eight years old when Graduation comes out and stuff like that. I remember listening to Good Life and Stronger on my MP3 that I downloaded on LimeWire. Oh, wow, dude, like, those little MP3 players are lit. You know LimeWire is back, by the way? Side tangent. I don't want to trust it. LimeWire is back as a NFT website. Oh, okay. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, I probably put Rocky or Joey, because Rocky to me, probably started listening to Rocky and that long live asap album which i think it's like 2012 or 2013 mm-hmm. so yeah that's like early teens you know it's quite influential yeah joey badass too same thing 1999 was like <clears throat> 1999 was i think 10 years ago it was mm-hmm. a 10 year anniversary that's why he's dropping the album next week yeah so 2012 i'm thinking really hard <laughs> i remember being like no, actually, I, I think I found Joey when I was, like, 15 or 16, because I was working at, like, Casada. Okay. And I'm just, like, me and this other dude, he just starts playing the 1999 album. He's like, never heard of this? He's like, and I was like, no, I've never heard of this. And just from there, like, I was like, this is one of the... This is definitely my favorite mixtape, because it's not considered an album. Yeah. That is my favorite mixtape of all time. It's fair. No it's... skips. It's a good mixtape, Okay. So, if I'm gonna be honest, and it, like that's the thing, my list is gonna be so weird because like I'm now I'm trying to think okay, like when Could I'm you listen to the most. Yeah, like what do I go back to? Like what do I'm like when I'm because there's definitely weeks where, especially when I'm where I'm working like in a kitchen or something where I. I won't have my ear to, like, what's coming out just because I'm too focused on working, That's how I've been for, like, the past year. And then, like, when I go to, like, listen to something, I always go back to, like, older stuff. So, 
on that list, my no order, I'd have to say KRS One. I knew you were gonna say that. Because <laughs> there's something about, oh, dude, the bridge is over. Okay, that's just another conversation. Then you have Busta Rhymes, because that was my childhood. The Busta Rhymes era, yeah. like that's all. See, but then Busta Rhymes and Twista. Oh my days! That's all I can remember from. And then, um, I'd go Jay Z. I want to say Nas, but then it leaves me with one spot. And then I'm like, who am I going to give that last spot to? <laughs> but, like, no, Nas is definitely in there. Are you more of a Illmatic or It Was Written? Illmatic. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Everyone, always, like, there's a big Twitter debate about people saying It Was Written is better, but I'm like... Mm. And there's a lot of good songs. And then people like Stillmatic, too, so... I'm not going to give it to Drake just because I feel like... No, I don't want no. to. Although he does deserve to be like, if there was like a, a like another spot, but <laughs> who do I go? <laughs> so I'm gonna take so Tech Nine. That's a crazy show. But like, but I know you listen. To but that's the thing. Like, if I'm gonna be, comp- and that's why, like, whenever people ask me, like, Ty, like, what's your like top five? And like, a lot of people respect my my music. Yeah. You know, perspective and when like they ask me i'm always so like i'm like look dude you're not what i what i listen to on my own time like when i'm just chilling in my car yeah well i mean it's it's all about having the ability to be like both subjective and objective and that's the thing like and i i will never say new music like i love dude like and then on the flip side like if you go to like what's on my like top like playlist right now it's like fucking Ski Mask dropped a song not too yeah. long ago. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like... And then, like, Ibra, I was... What's an, a group of people a couple of weeks ago, and they asked me, like, oh, like, what's your, like, top five, like, favorite musicians all around? And I was like, that's the hardest question you can ask me. Yeah, musicians is a and, bit of a stretch to us. And I was, like, thinking, I'm like, dude, like... Kenny Rogers. Like, why <laughs> can't I put him on there, bro? But yeah. it's really, really, this weekend, the only Kenny Rogers track I bumped was Gambler. But you're always gonna have that. It's just always gonna be like, no right answer, right? But no. But no. people always want to make you seem like you're wrong. A hundred percent. Like what the fuck? A hundred percent. Like, and like, and that's the thing too. Like, if I'm gonna be honest, for a long time, not so much recently, and it's nothing like, no particular reason, but just not so much recently. Like, I, I think, honestly, it might be my hipster bone. Like, I have that slight, like, hipster tendency. to Like, when I go on TikTok and I see a bunch of white girls listening to it, I'm like, never mind. But I used to really, really, really bump Lauren Hill. Like, but yeah, yeah. now, not so much. It just is, like... It tickle your fancy. It, and it's not nothing against Lauren. It's really just because of these, yeah, these I mean, white... You can't hate Miseducation. It's, like, a top ten hip-hop album of all time. It's one of the first albums that <laughs> fully made me stop and listen to the lyrics. Motherfucker. That shit almost had me in tears a couple times. That song, album's a banger, but still. Greatest female rapper. And so, like... That's... that's my preference is, like... Yeah, it's shot. There's, like, people, like... Yeah, it depends on when you ask me. <laughs> literally, it depends on when you ask me, and it depends on 
what you're asking me. Like, you can't give me a broad-ass statement like favorite musicians. Because I'll throw fucking, uh, goddamn Elton John up in a motherfucking mix just because. Like, I'll come in with a little, little, what's his name? What's his motherfucker who makes the Tarzan soundtrack? Phil Collins. Phil Co- bro, Phil Collins. I fuck with Phil Collins. Bro, I got a, a Harry Belafonte uh, live recorded album. That. Or who's the other one? You know yeah. Neil Young? The yeah. Sticks. Neil Young go crazy. Bro, The Doors? Crazy. Bro. Crazy, bro. That's the problem because also <laughs> like, like growing up, like I was the only one in my household listening to rap music. Yeah. So it was like. Always, like, classic rock. Mm-hmm. Then, like, when my brother hit his teenage years, like, newer, kind of, like, punk rock or whatever it was at 2007, 2008 yeah. kind of time. Fucking, like... And I don't know why when I was seven years old. So, is that 2006? You know, like, Limp Bizkit did the numb thing with Jay-Z? Oh, <laughs> That song was a banger, don't lie. That song was a banger, and I love when Jay-Z performs it. Yeah, because he makes it even harder. Yeah. You ever see the Jay-Z Oasis thing? So, you know, Oasis, yeah. Wonder, Wonder. Wonder, yeah. Like, I forgot what show it is. I think it's called Glastonbury in, okay. the, in the UK. It's like, they're one of the most popular festivals. Mm-hmm. And I think Oasis was, like, pissed that Jay-Z got the headliner. So he sang Wonderwall. <laughs> That's actually he has amazing. like a guitar on him and everything, and he's like, "I wonder." It's so funny. What are they gonna do about that? Are you gonna fight him? Trademark, Probably. copyright. Jay Z can't pay it. Yeah, that was Jay Z at like the height. But yeah, um, another thing I want to ask, and another topic: if you can pick any artists right now, dead or alive, like <laughs> who, like. Cause I always listen to even when I find new artists, I like I always think, damn, this person and this person must make a sick track together. Yeah, I don't know. Any any track anybody recently that you're like, you heard you're like, these two people in a studio together would be crazy. There's so many songs too where you're like listening to it and I'm like, damn, he should have been on this. Song. Yeah, hundred percent. Or it's like. Or maybe he's on the album, mm-hmm. like that feature, whoever it is. And I'm like, damn, why did you put him on this song too? Exactly. <laughs> or just take that other song off and put him on that <laughs> yeah. song. You know, first like, wasn't even that good. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> that's the worst. One. That's the, where you know, like, it's not. You could he, he could have went and done what he's actually good at, or they could have done what they're actually good at, but they just did a feature filler, whatever the person asked for. You know, it's like, oh, just just hook, do the hook for me. And it's like, no. Yeah. No. But yeah. Any anybody think anybody think I don't of? know. There's so many. You can think about, think, about think about it. You can come back to it. Yeah. Um, like I'm thinking of like every rapper that I know is like heavily influenced by some scene, mm-hmm. but like they never actually made music with that scene. I'm always like, oh, I didn't. Yeah. Only if you got that chance. Yeah. Like more like right now in my head is ASAP Rocky, heavily heavily influenced by Houston. Mm-hmm. And like the screw era and everything like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, God. I'm, I can't imagine like prime or like not prime, but like early ASAP Rocky when he's making all this like these like chopped and screwed type songs, and it's all slowed with the deep voice and everything. Mm-hmm. But like with someone actually from that scene that like popularized it. Yeah. 
Never got that chance. I think he has a couple things with, uh, not Screw, what's the other guy's name? Oh, he has a freestyle with one of them, but I don't remember. I'm trying to think, I'm like, there's, there's braids gotta have, like, worked with somebody from there. He's in, um, an AUG DVD volume 2 freestyle. Okay. Because I go back to that freestyle all the time, it's fucking fire. <laughs> and Made in Tokyo comes on. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, when's the last time you heard that name? Oh my days! Oh. Made in Tokyo comes. He had out. me in a chokehold, bro. Oh, Uber, Uber. Nah, no, bro. Nah, no, bro. He had like a bunch of bangers on his SoundCloud after that too. The like, next album after Uber Everywhere, it's like uh, something like something about Japan or yeah, some shit like that is fire. It has skateboard P on it. That's all I can remember. That. That whole, got bro, hits, the, <laughs> the whole album was nasty. No, he's probably on that level too of like had a wave and should have there should still be a space for him. Uh, yeah, I swear there is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he's actually releasing music or mm-hmm. maybe there is some kind of no. like behind the scenes issues or maybe he just doesn't want to. He really stopped last year, so because I can imagine there is a scene for him. For one, mm-hmm. two. He's also one of those artists, especially in, like, the 2010s, where, like, you can play one of his big songs, Skateboard for You, Uber Everywhere, and, like, everyone in the party's gonna know it. Exactly. Oh, dude, no, there's several house parties that Skateboard P changed the environment. Yeah. You know? That, people don't want to give Skateboard P the respect that, like, Mo Mo Bamba got a lot of, like, party credit, you know, because white kids love it. Yeah, that was a bit crazy, too, because honestly, because, like, the majority of Mo Bamba is very, like, he's, like, repeating one exactly. word, right? So it's just, like, long until that one drop. Exactly. I, but, like, you're just chilling yeah, until that drop. That's literally, I, I, I. was like, Uber everywhere and Skateboard P is, like, like it's hype from it's the drop. hype, <laughs> and it goes hard the entire, from start to finish. Yeah, exactly. No, he's definitely somebody who I need to start, like, listening and looking out for we have more. To see that. We have to watch the freestyle after, because he comes on, he's, like... He's literally, like, Henny bottle in hand, and he's, like, so drunk, he can barely stand. And he just raps, like, a quick, like, eight bars, mm-hmm. but it's one of the best ones in the entire video, because it's just, his, like, cadence and, like, his swag about it is just so good. I gotta... God bless, Made in Tokyo. And he's wearing a fire shirt, and I can try so hard to find it, I couldn't find it. So actually, I wanted to also do a little segment on the podcast where we talk about, like, things like that, like, freestyles, or, like ciphers or anything like that like i love watching ciphers and stuff still <clears throat> a little bit less than i used to uh like i was a huge team backpack kid but like, yeah remember the biggest cypher guy more freestyles rather than no 100 percent. but there's nowadays there's so many platforms for freestyles yeah, you know? yeah exactly. like it's but if, if ever like i just watched a couple like this week that were really good uh on like the i-95 bars on nine ninety five page on YouTube. Yeah. They have they usually have really good ones. Uh so it's like it's a nice little brush of breath of fresh air, <laughs> you know? Like that's one thing that's another reason why I kind of liked the Coast Contra effect. Yeah, because it's like you haven't seen this in a while kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And especially because it's like getting quite a lot of traffic. Yeah, yeah. And that I'm kind of happy. And they all for have them. like it's very backpacky, like the flow and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like a refresh. There used to be this group back in Team Backpack that I used to fucking love called Loaf Music. 
It was like some of like the most like. I need to see like faces from that kind of time. I don't know. Like they never really like they kind of got traction, but never really got enough. Mm-hmm. And like I don't really think they're releasing much now. Maybe on their own separately, and I just never really followed. Some independent. Yeah, but. Buy it on Bandcamp. Oh, they had so many quotable bars. Like it was just like they're very punchliney. Yeah. And it was like old, like it was very, but it gave you like a old New Yorky vibe. Where it was like these guys. Sound like you would walk into Central Park and hear them just hear spitting. Them just you know, exactly. I'm like, this you is... know who's actually very punchliney, and I think that's why I enjoyed so much. Hmm. Is just like UK rap. Oh, hundred percent. UK drill, but like UK okay. rap, like mm-hmm. Dave and stuff like that. Yeah. Like he's always lining up that punchline, and it's like, I don't know, something about it just always gets me, gets me into it. No, that. I think we're from a generation where rappers, that were not just mainstream rappers but like rappers that we listen to were punchliney rappers like yeah. I mean it's regard- always be, bro exactly I'm like and the thing is, is people bro I was watching uh, Math Hoffa I don't know if you know who that is he's a uh, is a battle rapper but like a legendary battle rapper okay and like it's been around for years and years and years and uh, he has a podcast on YouTube called My Expert, My Expert Opinion where he, him and a bunch of other people who are in that world of like battle rap and like kind of like real rap rappers yeah. you know and uh he had bizarre from d12 on okay and dude i loved bizarre like he was they were a fun group they were never really who d12 yeah yeah of course. like they were a fun group even fight music like all of them are like exactly I mean, even now like, like m we grew up with in the era of m like as much as and like slim shady m&m where he's like you know and it throws punchlines sarah palin in the video and exactly slapping mariah carey whatever happened but if you think about it, it was always you're waiting for some reference some punchline something that you're gonna be like oh this yeah. this this yeah guy. especially like Eminem. exactly you know i'm like and then like bizarre like those who's like funny rapper not bizarre can bar anybody down, I believe. Like, we don't put respect on his fuck, <laughs> bro. This guy, if you listen to like, if you listen to stupid songs like, just like fight music, like, the way he comes in and just saying dumb shit, like, do you know why my hand is so numb? Like, cause like it's like, I'm not gonna finish the line. This is a rhetorical question. But exactly, like, it's just like, I don't know something about his his the just what he puts together like he put together verses he could have probably been fucking around and not really putting much thought into them because there's probably so many more. It's probably just in there, yeah, goofing around. Just in there but around. at the same time, like that was our that's what we grew up on. Yeah, you know, like that's also why I think we people our our generation there's room for your little dickies. You know? Yeah, I mean, Lil Dicky was pretty popular for Ex- a while. Exactly, you know? That you double know? XL 2016 Bro. freestyle. Like, but for dudes to be fucking weird but rap. And, yeah. like, say weird shit and still kind of be like, you're still a rapper. Yeah, I mean, you it's key like that. But that's exactly what I'm saying. He, like, Bizarre and, and M and that... Yeah, they're definitely of that mold. Exactly. They're definitely, like, Eminem kids kind of thing. Like, and I feel like that's what we kind yeah, of... Yeah. Even the sense. kids even the kids who say they don't like Eminem, oh, no, I don't like Eminem. Your favorite rapper liked Eminem, yeah. regardless Rappers of what they they want to say. Like they liked some aspect of him because even if it wasn't him exactly that they were listening to, 
their person they were listening to was probably yeah. listening going, oh, okay, this kid Someone is... Someone doesn't like Eminem, they just mean they don't like Eminem... Because he's a white rapper. Or they just don't like Eminem, like, past 2003 or... Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was whatever, that's fine. <laughs> and but say how it is, at least. Like, literally. <laughs> don't disrespect it... his early discography. No. And to say, like... But, like, that's... And people, I feel like... And I'm not gonna... I'm not trying to say that Snoop Dogg's bad. Snoop Dogg's Snoop Dogg. He's yeah. fucking... But, like, people were shocked by Eminem's statement on, like... I'm pretty sure he made a... It, the whole line was him over... Um, Snoop Dogg oversaturating himself by just continuously putting out music and stuff, you know? That's, like, a long time ago, though. Exactly. Oh, okay. And then there was the whole little beef, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But there's a good point in that where if you're going to keep putting out music starting from when you started... How many of these do you really expect to be as good as when you started? Because you're not starting... None of these guys started rapping thinking this was a marathon. Yeah. And you kind of only can do that... I mean, not everyone can do that. No. like And Snoop Dogg is probably one of the people who could do that. Exactly. But it's also just like... Like Snoop Dogg, even though he did whatever, put out a lot of music, it's still Snoop Dogg, so like, no one... Everyone ignores that. Ex- plethora of the, music and that the isn't quali- good. Exactly, the quality might not be, you yeah. know, like... And you can say that for a ton of rappers. And that's my thing, but for Eminem, it's such a poignant thing that people love to bring up. They're like, yeah, but his last couple albums, not good. And I'm like, yeah, but he puts out like four or five. He's put out four or five or six. And realistically speaking, of the, that array, like, if you listen to the songs, they're not bad. They're just yeah. not, like... D12-ish or fucking Kim. Like yeah, people not are, what you like. Exactly. People are, are expecting him to drop another Kim. Like, that's not what's gonna happen. He's never gonna drop yeah. another song where he's that angry. I like, do why have... Wouldn't, why would anybody want him to be that angry? Like, what's the, what's the last one? Is it Kamikaze or is there one yeah. after that? Yeah. No, there wasn't. Uh, no, there was Isn't another there one. one with, like, an American flag or something? Yeah. Something like that. Because I do have a problem with the last two. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're, like, I, I don't really listen to them. Like, I, I don't think they're very replayable, but I don't think they're bad. Yeah, and that's also the thing. And then, I also, but I don't think they're good because, I don't know, the content See, is just off, I find. Music to be murdered by was fucking good. And people yeah, that's what I was did, thinking of, People right? did not like that one at all. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad album. I don't know. And I find it's like... It feels almost like old Eminem, but it not there. If that makes any sense. No, it does. Because <laughs> I feel like it does feel very old Eminem-y, but mm. it's like there's it's still slightly disconnected, and that's where I'm just like, okay, it's not necessarily too crazy good. Yeah. But it's like still okay. Like it's never gonna be that bad. It's Eminem. And that's like even literally <laughs> Eminem and Snoop Dogg dropped a song. You can't tell me. That the song wasn't good, like it. It's what are you expecting from two OGs in rap to give you content-wise? Yeah, you know, like lyrically speaking, killed it. Snoop Dogg rapped, rapped. Like it wasn't like oh, I'm Uncle Snoop, but I'm just doing a feature because little homie asked me to come on the song. Yeah, because you can. Like, don't lie about it. Like, you can kind of hear when Snoop is just doing the feature to do the feature to get... Exactly. But it's like, this was, like, 
two old rappers rapping together. And it was like, okay, like, there's a space, and there's so much space for these types of songs. Like, it's like, and it's kind of funny because it's new, I feel like it's newer rappers who are giving that space again for like people like Eminem and Snoop Dogg. Fucking, I guarantee you, if yeah. Royce the Five Nine were to drop something tomorrow, it would still sell. Yeah, because of people like Griselda. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean... Because because of that I mean, the fact of... that Griselda's doing what they're doing is kind of crazy to me. That's what I'm saying. It's very not mainstream. No, dude. But they do have, like, a niche and cult kind of following. Yeah. And also, because of the internet and, let's say, things like dude. Twitter and especially TikTok. The amount of old rappers... Think about it. The amount of old rappers since Griselda's come to, like, the surface... Because they've been around for years. Yeah. Since they've come to like, like, yeah. all individually, but as a like like a collective, since they've bubbled to the surface and we're all everybody's paying attention to them. How many older rappers have you heard like seen a clip of or tweet or Instagram that have said or mentioned wanting to or feeling or oh I'm I'm writing again or. I'm yeah. back in the studio. And it's like... Well, Griselda gives you that feel, Exactly. Right? So it's and like, you're never going to go wrong with coke raps. No! And it's like, <laughs> amazing, bro. And like... Give me some grimy-ass beat and some guy rapping about dude, bricks. I'm yes. with it. I'm so Here. with it, bro. Like, me going to my 9-to-5 job in the office. <laughs> dude, there's, there's so... Like... I feel like 10, 15 years from now, that's going to be like a... Collective agreement. Like, everybody's going to understand that. That like, thanks to Griselda, I think we're older, close to it. You know what I'm saying? But like, older groups are gonna like older groups, older people, older not older, but like older rappers are gonna be able to drop stuff, and there's gonna be an ear for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll be kind like, of cool for, to see in like ten years from now when like these older groups kind of come back for like these like like and don't get me wrong, bro, like don't get me wrong, like, like Dipset Cameron can still sell out a show. Yeah. Like, well, they still in, do. Especially in Europe. That, bro, <laughs> that's he sold out in, I'm pretty sure he sold out in Canada last time he was here. In Quebec, he sold out. Like, they sell out. Like, I'll never say that. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, mainstream-wise. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, to put the sales back up to where you're going to now be on the billboards. I mean, just think about how big, like, uh... What's the ASAP Ferg song called? Plain Jane was. No, 100%. 100%. Like, think about that, you know? Like, like and it's just, like, almost word for word, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, and even then, bro, after Plain Jane, think about it, for a minute, they were, they tried. How many of those, like, crunk-style era rappers came out of that, like, oh, he's gonna just, he's gonna just take fucking Slava my knob? <laughs> just... And, and he's gonna... and. It's gonna be all over clubs, so now I can drop another. Slab on my knob. Exactly. <laughs> you have your Duke Deuce come out of fucking nowhere. I miss that guy. And he's I'm pretty sure he dropped stuff too lately, but I don't know why he doesn't get like. Yeah, he did drop like a few weeks ago. Or I don't feel a month like ago, he right? gets enough push. Yeah, Kanye did his fucking heat. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> Honestly, the video alone just gets me hyped. Oh, dude. And then the remix, when you have fucking Lil Jon in there, too. I was like, this is too much for me. This is... It's too good. This is, these, are, these, are, these are great historic moments that I'm I'm happy, you know? But yeah, so I also want to talk about... Uh, hey, we didn't even talk about the Dream Collabs. You didn't think about any, yeah? I couldn't think of 
Okay. I think you can sleep on it. Sleep on it. Sleep on it. Um, any new albums that have come out that you've listened to that you didn't weren't impressed by? Oh, weren't impressed by? Yeah. Shit. Let me see. Let me put my uh, my Apple Music recent here. How recent are we talking? Month, two months. Okay. In the past two months, I'd say. Post Malone album wasn't that impressed by. Yep. Um, Vori, I'm fifty fifty about. You listen to Vori? No, I'm not a bit. I'm not a. I like Vori, but I don't know. I was expecting a lot more from this album, especially because of his performance on Donda, mm-hmm. where like I think all of his features on Donda, he's so good. But maybe that's just like the Kanye production kind of pushing him. Yep. To that spot. Because some, I mean, some of the songs on this album is okay, but I was expecting more. Mm-hmm. Jack Harlow, not that we need to talk about. <laughs> 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 not even the songs that I want to hear, I listen to. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is because he has good songs. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, my problem is I find he has good music, but when it comes to making an album, they're just never, they're never it. I'm gonna be completely 100% honest I I've never been on the Jack Harlow wave but I respect it it's a good and like I don't not like the singles I hear like every now and then they're good music yeah exactly they're they're vibey that's the thing like it's they're very they're like if I this thing if I was in high school yeah it would if that's (laughs) would be it would be over i think about that a lot of times you know what where I'm, I'm like this would have slapped if i was younger exactly or i'm like this is just made for younger people and like that's okay because i don't like it and it's that's fine because it's not made for me mm-hmm. like there's um a new polo g song called distraction mm-hmm. which i like because i like polo g yeah but there's just one line that i hate in the chorus <laughs> where he says like Says something he's like hard for my mom to accept I'm a savage or something like that. But mm-hmm. that's just like that's like the the bar. That's it. And I'm just like, oh. I just don't want to hear that part. If he just <laughs> took that part out of the song, I would love this song. But that one part really grinds my gears. No, I respect it. I what respect else is it. There? Honestly, never mind. I enjoyed West Side Boogie. Was good. Um, listened to some R and B recently. Okay. Ombre. Have you heard of her? No. Didn't you send me? I think so. Yeah. Was it some, some Ombre? Canadian chick? No, no, that's a different girl. Oh, okay. Ombre 3000 Degrees. It's like literally eight songs, only 20 minutes. Too. We got scammed because like every song sounds so good, but it's like a minute and a half each time. But check it out. Great mm-hmm. R&B soul album. And okay. you know by the cover, like this cover. Yeah, I just like it. <laughs> just like, oh, you know the cover about a slap. That's, that's family right there. Give or take. Giveon didn't really enjoy it too much. Mm. Um, the one you were talking about was Katie Tupper, Live Inside, white girl from Saskas- Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Saskatoon, Neo Soul. Didn't know it was going to slap like that. Randomly found it on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are, those are the ones I didn't really like. Uh, Wasteland, Brent Fias finally came out. Love it. Okay, good. I'm about to say, I like it. Don't say you don't like, like it. I like, I like it. I love it. I hate being on opposite sides of, of the homies. I really liked it. I really it was great. It. Besides that, like, we already had, like, three, four of those songs for the past fucking two years. But, yeah. like, 
Get your bag. One thing I didn't like, though. Mm. How'd you feel about the Alicia Keys feature? Because I actually love that song, but I don't know. Like, And I love Alicia Keys. I talk about this all the time. I love Alicia Keys. Yeah. But I don't know. Her feature is just weird because she comes on like this rappy, kind of like low-energy vibe, and I'm like, this is odd. <clears throat> I want Alicia Keys when she's singing her lungs out. Yeah. I don't... Like, it's not, it's not bad enough. Like, the verse isn't bad enough for me to, like, skip the fucking song. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna side with you only because I listened to the album twice. And I had to remember yeah. that Alicia Keys was on there. Yeah, and so I'm a fucking, and I fucking love Alicia Keys. Like, people always talk about power couples. Alicia Keys. <laughs> and fucking uh, Swiss Beats. The motherfuckers is uh, OP. And there's some features in there that I didn't know either. Mm-hmm. Whoever this Junie guy is and Trey Amani on Addictions. Addictions is one of my favorite songs. Trey Amani sounds familiar. And I was like, this is... I was like, these people are performing well. Trey Amani sounds super familiar. I can understand why Price of Fame was the single because probably one of the best songs on the album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. I like it basically every song. Skits were a little odd. Everyone was talking about the last one. Do you remember it? No. Wake I skipped up, through the... Or the second to the last song, technically. I skipped through the skits in this album. It's called Skit Wake Up Call. It's like three minutes long. It's basically... I mean, it makes sense like in the... Context the of the rest album. of the other skits and mm-hmm. some other things in the album, the other songs. But it's basically just like his pregnant girlfriend, I guess. Uh, calling him, telling him he's about, she's about to kill herself. And oh, then he Jesus. gets in a car and then crashes the car. But it's, like, so long. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, no. three minutes long of them kind of going back and forth. It's so odd. I, I listened to this with Meg in the car, and I wasn't going to listen to the skits. I, I'm always so uncomfortable listening to skits while in the car with my girlfriend. Skits are just weird. Like, I still love a good skit on the no, album. 100%. Uh, like, uh, don't get me wrong. But I'll listen to it when I'm by myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it has to be me by myself, like, and I'm listening to it the first couple of times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, besides that, what else did I get into? Oh, today I finally got into this. This was a, a release I was looking forward to when I was about to, or like when it was announced. Mm-hmm. But I just only got to it now. Was Drill Music in Zion. Lupe Fiasco. It's like three weeks ago this album came out. I've been hearing about it. And I was like... Because when I first heard about it, like it was probably like the week before it came out, mm-hmm. and I was like, drill music in Zion. My process was, he's making one drill music. <laughs> Which it wasn't. <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck? Lupe Fiasco on drill. That's crazy. And then I thought he was in Zion, as in Utah Zion. <laughs> Which is like, you know... Yeah. Very nice and nature-esque. And Rocky. What kind of vibes would you get from? <laughs> I don't know. That's nigga, why I was. Nigga, that's <laughs> why I was sold. I was like, this guy's in Zion. Zion. This guy's out in nature yeah, making drill music. He's on his barley vibes. Barley but, his, his Marley vibes. He's on his like. I listened to it. It's okay. Like it's Lupe Fiasco. It's not gonna be bad. No, exactly. And yeah, he gets into some good like boom bappy type vibes in here mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. Um, he has, like, this one feature that's, like, on a lot of the songs. She was good. Starts with some nice spoken word mm-hmm. in the beginning. 
talking about you know, black empowerment and children and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a good album. Okay. Good album. okay. Check it out. I will. I definitely will. And then I didn't finish this one, but got like halfway through. Holy shit, I didn't realize how long it is today, which is the Burner Boy album. And it's fired halfway oh, through. Oh, <laughs> fuck, bro. I listened to that, like, I've been, that's the only thing I've been listening to for the past four days. It's it's really good. Like, it's really, really, really good. Like, unnecessarily good. Yeah. Like, I put it on, like, like just in the afternoon today. Mm-hmm. And, like, anytime I've gotten the chance to listen to music, so, I was, like, whatever, driving somewhere, I would just put it back on, like. It's so good. And, like, so well made. Yeah, no. You know, like, it's, it's, so, I was kind of let down by the giant steps one. It's not giant steps, the, uh, African giant. With the Diddy, with the Diddy production, African Giant. Yeah, it was African last Giant, one? not African Giant. The one where no, it's the, the, the no. Diddy. African Giant's like the most popular. Yeah, one no, right? no. Where's the one? There's one after African Giant. I'm pretty sure. Twice as tall. Yeah, twice as tall. Twice as tall. Yeah. Because African Giant's the one with like, what's it called? It's like anybody and stuff mm-hmm. like that. No, twice as tall. Yeah, not a big fan of that one. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know this existed. The only real song. That I remember off the top of my head is the Way Too Big. Uh, I was let down by the Naughty by Nature song, but it was like, felt overdone. You know? I can imagine. I feel like because African Giant was like the one that kind of broke him into mainstream. Yeah. So I just kind of think they probably were like, okay, now this guy's here. Mm-hmm. Let's pump this generic and like formulated music in and like try and see what it does, but... And, like, it's it's good because at the end of the day, like, the album itself, like, I'm a huge Burna Boy fan, too. Like, that's yeah, the thing, yeah, yeah. you know? I just was a little disappointed by it. But, hey. But the new album. The new album. Wasn't Love the Domini new album. Uh, Love Damani. Damani. Yeah, it's his last name. That's his first name. Oh, okay. But, uh, no, that song is, because the whole, like, I'm pretty sure the whole album in and of itself was kind of be, like, a... Like a love letter. Yeah, Max, it's quite a... Like, it's a very... It's it's supposed to be a love letter-esque type of vibe. Where like, from what TikTok told me, it's quite sad. It is. Because I don't understand... Bro, the whole... The, the the big, Yoruba, one of the Yoruba? biggest songs... Uh, last, I want Ibo and Shayo. I want Ibo and Shayo. That big song. The one on the new yeah, album. Yeah. Last, last. There's Last, Last, and then there's Igbo and Shayo. I think that's just two different ones. Whereas Last, Last, the same fucking song. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no it is. It's sad, but it sounds fire. <laughs> yeah, no. It's last, last. That that whole song, Igbo and Shai, Igbo, I'm pretty sure is weed and Shio is alcohol, or vice versa. Oh, okay. So he's pretty much I need some weed and alcohol. He just wants to. He's just, <laughs> just trying, to, trying to get away his feelings. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get numb. <laughs> like, but like, you know what he makes perfect music for? Mm. Being around a pool bar at night. Yes. Like I want to be, I want to have a drink. Don't this not necessarily in the pool. No. Around a pool. Uh huh. And it's night and it's like warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me one of them fucking uh, tall heater thing, motherfuckers. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a vibe. No, we, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> do that. I love Burma. I have a playlist specifically for that moment, even though I've probably been in that situation like maybe one time <laughs> since I've made it. You know what? We got a pool now. That, yeah, we'll you get work. some fucking tiki torches. Oh, dude, that's the next thing I'm going to. I'm going to Arona tomorrow, get the tiki torches. And 
There's some adulting shit going to Rona. (laughs) I have so many mini projects that I have to do. Like, I really want to... Because I have, like, the barbecue and stuff. And I really want to figure out a new little setup for the barbecues. Uh, And then I want to have a barbecue, like, an end of summer summer big barbecue with everybody. I want to do the one on the 29th, but that one might just be for, like, boys. That's July 29th, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, I want to redo my backyard, too, because, like... There's so much space and potential to it. Bro, there's nothing. But just, like, no one has paid it. Everyone's neglected it for, like, years. And I'm like, oh, maybe I can do it this summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, summer's running out already. Dude, <laughs> it runs out so quick. I don't want to start, bro. I'm stuck at school. Like, this is terrifying. Yeah. Um, Also, I want to start a Spotify playlist for yeah, our good. channel. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then we're kind of just curate... I may have to get Spotify now. The vibes. Well, I'll ha- I have Spotify, <laughs> so we'll just work it through my account. Um, I'm like, goddamn, but, can't uh, be paying this ten dollars a month, bro. Jesus Murphy, don't worry about it. That's if what? anything, you just send me the songs bro, from Apple Music, and then I'll find or it on you just Spotify. Get Apple Music. We can do. It. I have Apple Music too. That's the problem. I got both. <laughs> hey, but now you're a student, you get five dollars off. Hey. Hey. Shout out Apple Music. First of all, Spotify I had a fix... student bank account in Mad Long, right? So I yeah. called call, like, last Wait, yo, back at school. <laughs> Give me that shit, bro. I'm done with paying this garbage. They're like, done with right? paying fucking extra dollar fifty yo, on every transaction. Fuck out of here, That's bro. how they get you. Robbing me. Um, yeah. They tried to take it away from me for like two months. I was like, you relax, bro. I'm still here. <laughs> fuck that, dude. No. I'm gonna uh, have that shit until I'm fucking 50. Oh yeah, so I also I also was, I don't really want to make this the the, the premise of our, our channel just because I'm not a big fan of drama, even though it's very prevalent in the hip hop music yeah, industry. Kind of have to talk exactly, uh, and like because we do listen to Griselda, I feel like it's only relevant to talk about Griselda beef. Uh, Conway, uh, is going well. Just went at a couple of days ago, I think like two nights ago, went at uh, fucking who was it? Funk Flex. Fun fact. Yeah, that's not who I was expecting. You no, no, no. Say. I mean, I did not hear this. Or Benny the Butcher did a podcast with uh, the Drink Champs podcast. Okay. And like the way he, the way he spoke about like Does the it have Griselda. A flex freestyle. Yeah, but it was like it, this is years ago. The yeah, Funk yeah. Flex was like two two years ago, three years ago at this point. But Funk Flex, I think, like made like a snide remark in some way, shape, or form about how like music's dead or this, that, and the other type vibe. But like. People say that, but anyways. Yeah, but it, it, <laughs> best fun flex. Exactly. And it's part of his job. Big. That's why I always say, especially when it comes to like, let's say, sports commentators, mm-hmm. and they say just some wild, stupid shit, and yeah. I'm like, their job is to create that engagement. A hundred percent. They know what they're saying. They and they, how much they believe it, I have no idea. But like their whole point of. Like, the whole thing, especially entertainment, is to grab attention, right? Yeah, exactly. So, they need to figure out some way, shape, or form to continuously grab attention. So Yeah, I didn't know he was beefing. I thought you were going to talk about um, Freddie Gibbs, but that was a couple months ago. No, Freddie Gibbs beefs everybody, yeah, bro. No, that guy is... annoying. And it's like, I like to. That's, there's <laughs> nothing worse, in my opinion, than when artists start doing shit like that. Yeah, you know? and then you're like, uh... What do you do? What's that mixtape or album called? The one that's like looks like a zebra. It's like black and white, and there's that one song with Anderson Park on it. And it's like a. I think it's it's just. I think every beat is produced by Madlib too. Because that album's oh, great. Mad, Madlib's dropping uh, something tomorrow. 
A song or an album? Uh, an album, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Mad Lib. Pinata. Pinata, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great album. What's the two songs? Anderson Pacman, I don't know whatever it's called. And the one with Pusha T, Palm Olive. So good. Oh, it's a whole project, so. Nice. I won't be surprised if there's a couple people on there, too. Yeah, 100%. Is there any? What else is coming out today? Releases today? Yeah. Um, one second. Oh, the, oh yeah, there's like a surprise Chef G album today, which I'm going to be excited for, mm-hmm. as he is in prison at the moment. So you, you gotta love a in in prison album, mm-hmm. if it's mixed properly, because them fucking verses through the jail phone, never nice to hear in the earphones. <laughs> they're kind of they're they're. A little I understand annoying. it, you know, it's a nice little cultural moment, but like it's not pleasant to hear. Ooh, what's that gun drop something? Yeah, I f- I I have it listed down. I didn't. Hear it. What's it called? I, like Fly God or something? I think I'm 90% sure I saved it to listen to it and I just haven't listened to it yet. So I, yeah. This is bad podcasting. Peace, but yeah, please, Fly God. I did download it, I just haven't listened to it yet. And then you have, um. This album looks crazy already. The second song is called Jesus Crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right for Griselda album, but. Big ass bracelet. <laughs> some good titles. I know there's no, the some, Ritz Barlton. There's some good uh, singles today though. Well, Joey Badass is coming out with another single before his album next week. Okay. Apparently, there's a DJ Premiere Episode One EP. Don't know if that means it's an EP or a song, but it features Nas, Lil Wayne, and Joey Badass. Jesus. I don't know if that's a song. If that's a song, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it sounding good. Apparently, Lloyd Banks is dropping an album. Rowdy Rebel. Rebel versus Rowdy album. Okay. Chef G. Oh, yeah. Y.O.D. Mad Lib. The Return of Sasquatch. There you go. Maxo Cream and Benny the Butcher. That's going to be a good one. Ooh! <laughs> See, but that's like that's like that's one. That's those a, are those go, dream feel, those go well together. That's like see, but that's like a dream collab. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what I mean by when you think of artists like that. We could get off some A and R type beat. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a good combo. That is a that's an insane combo. That's an insane Maxo. combo. Oh my days! He's gonna be taking shots at uh, whoever shot him, I guess, in that Houston Walmart that one time. Oh lordy. <laughs> You know, goddamn Walmart, bro. Like, I just trying to pick up some Hanes tank tops, bro. Some socks and shit. Oh, yeah, and then there's supposed to be a Death Row Records project. That's not coming until, like, the 21st. The greatest Hits? I think it might be a Greatest Hits, because... It's one of the Greatest Hits in the past couple so weeks. Well, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Snoop Dogg just bought Death Row. Like, he's now Snoop Dogg's record label. The entire label? Yeah, he got the label. Uh, he, uh, Dude... Where is it? I think it's Drink Champs. He tells a story. He tells a story about how he does it, and you're like, "You sure?" But like, because it's like some really like they did not like when you hear stories like that. They're like, "Okay, bro, all these money hungry motherfuckers don't want people who like they don't want rappers to own their masters. They don't yeah, want them to own their rights." Like it was easier for him to buy the entire record label first than than to buy his rights. Bro, I guess that Martha Stewart bag is coming in well. Ooh, bro. Death you know how many bags? Stoop, 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 Stoop like has too many that bags. Is, <laughs> like, 
And but this is the thing. Think about it. All those albums he's dropped all those years, they're all streamable. streamable. Most yeah. of them are streamable, right? So he's still gonna continuously get money every time those fucking albums get streamed. And he's also just like, he's the only rapper who's entered that sphere mm-hmm. of entertainment. Yeah. That's not a movie. Mm-hmm. We've obviously seen the rappers move to movies, and then, but yeah, we've never seen anyone else move into like kind of this pop culture side of entertainment. Mm-hmm. This guy's on. No, he's a household Martha name, Stewart. whether or not you listen to hip hop or not. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's like in every fucking commercial, mm-hmm. Martha Stewart. With, in every country. Yeah, like it's that's really the- crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. Now like, that I think about the it. The grip Snoop Dogg has on the world, it's kind of beautiful. Like, like good. Yeah, of, God bless him. He, he, he worked for it, bro. Yeah. Like. But, uh, so yeah, so it might be, because I know he was also talking about, like, like fuck, Nate Dogg never got any of his money for any of the music he made. When oh, he yeah, Death Row. So, that. like, he's trying to get all, him all of his money and all that stuff. So he might be putting out this album in, like, a... His family. Isn't Nate Dogg dead? Yeah. So his family. Mm-hmm. His estate. Mm-hmm. But just his things family. like that, which I'm 100% for. best hooks. And if, hook you're gonna, if, if we're going to be 100% honest, people our age, he... We need those type of albums. Yeah, of course. You know, but like curated not by the the record label, but by the rappers themselves. You yeah. know, like we need the the Eminem curtain call too, because through all the bullshit of everything he drops, and people talk shit about him. He could put together a. That's what the new album is gonna be called, Curtain Call Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Curtain Call is literally the first album I like ever owned. So it's like, it's it's kind of good yeah no they you know should definitely like, be doing it I, I'm but I feel like for so long a lot of our favorite rappers were scared to do that because I feel like they feel that was like the last thing you did when you were when you were done you know like most older artists you know, most older artists once they were like burning out would then drop a greatest yeah love. I mean that's just what like yeah artists do kind of in general I mean back that's, in the vinyl days though you can get away with just doing you do that shit mid career mid career and you'd be fine and realistically speaking, you were also selling live recordings of shows too, right? Yeah, the so live like, recordings are hit. I want to hear the crowd cheer. That bro, I, that's like literally why. That's one of the reasons why the Harry Belafonte record is one of my favorites. It's because you can hear the back and forth with him in the crowd, like him just talking to people. Like even the Little Richard album, like it's the back and forth him talking to people. That's cool. I'm like this stuff, and it's like, and you know, you're hearing people from years ago just yeah, have a, a fucking eerie, great no? time. Yeah, but <laughs> there's these motherfuckers dead now. They're dead now, but when these motherfuckers <laughs> was here, they were they were exactly. having, he was busting. They were busting it down, dude. <laughs> they were busting it down, dude. No, don't don't go, no, because that's the thing too. If you think about it, Little Richard music back then, who would have girls twerking? Like that's what the objective was, like. People don't want to talk about it, but Harry Belafonte want girls to be twerking. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shake some ass. All, all these artists, you know, who who made tracks for women back in the day, they really wanted you to be twerking. It's only acceptable to twerk the past couple of years, and that's why we twerk so much. You think you think dudes were making songs for women to watch them go side to side? <laughs> Everyone do some uh, little two step dance. No, they want they want with your clothes the on. The twist. You think the twist was for 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 men? Hmm? Let's the be twist. real. Twist. No one. No one's looking at the twist like that, though. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, probably back then. Like, <laughs> you're starving back then. I'm telling you right now, niggas are the, we're in the bar. Hey, get up, go and do yeah. the twist. Let, yeah. let me see you do the twist. Yeah, them motherfuckers is punching the air right now He's in like, heaven. They're looking down. What the fuck? 
<laughs> I grew up at the wrong fucking time, bro. Like, that's the thing, too. Like, oh, the twist. No, no shot. The twist. <laughs> but, like, think about it, bro. Like, that was, that's the equivalent. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, the butterfly, all that, that like, butterfly shit. Last time hitting the twist and the butterfly to a City Girls record. Bro. <laughs> Like, if, if we didn't, like, if, if the world lived under some footloose type shit, that's where we would still be at yeah. when it comes to dance. Some dance equals sex. Yeah. Uh-huh. Footloose. I mean, hey, where we're at now, dance equals sex. I'm going to be real with you. Bro, nobody be dancing anymore anyways. I remember what I, I used Just to be in the club and go on your phone. I did hip-hop for years, for a couple years, and <laughs> I don't remember a time I felt like I was doing some funny shit, like some sexual shit. You know, like, yeah. I never felt like... Like all the dance was a very dance movie, <laughs> but now, but now I'm confused. Cause like even when like my mom's gonna put on all the sisters and dance and this that and the other. Like I remember being in high school, and we were in high school, and like I would be like, yo, like these little ass kids are out here popping, like trying to shake it for who, you know? Uh, and and it's who what weird ass instructors in that room with a bunch of 10 year old uh, 10 10 year old kids and stuff and, and one two three four five six seven Hunter eight Biden is. <laughs> jesus uh, mom, i always tell my mom little we can play sports we can play sports you can run that's all they're gonna yeah, do they're gonna run there's some wild shit going on in those dance studios nah, dude. i mean when i listen when i hear people are like still dancing at our age? Yeah, I kind of feel a little funny about it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to. Like, that's your passion. It's a, no, nah, but this. That's your hobby. Feel free. I'm, I'm not going like, to lie. I get you, but I, I'm like, also like, keep doing it because. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, keep doing it, but it's like. Bro, because there's sick dancers at, like. Yeah, exactly. Bro, if you think about it, seeing stuff like that doesn't really make much sense because if we grew up in the beginning of So You Think You Can Dance, you know? Like. <laughs> Exactly, like that was, that was what television was for a little bit. Yeah, that's that probably was, like, probably like the last era before I stopped watching television. A hundred percent. I had this conversation the other day with this, like middle-aged woman, because she's telling me how her son, like, just eats his food and watches Minecraft videos or something like that. Mm. Whatever the quote-unquote thing is, is iPad kid or whatever yeah. it is. Roblox is the bro. But I'm just like, like I'm a YouTube kid. Like, mm-hmm. probably after the age of 12, 13, like, only really consumed YouTube for the yeah. majority of any of my entertainment, you know? Bro, even, even when I'm not on YouTube, I go to YouTube to find stuff to watch off of YouTube. Like, I literally sometimes go and be like, <laughs> top 10 greatest TV shows. And you just watch them. And then I'm like, oh, oh I haven't watched this one I yet. I watched The Wire. <laughs> literally, that's where I, like, and I'd heard about The Wire for years, right? But it was yeah, just we like. we weren't there. And I was just like, you know what, fuck it. Let me find one of my favorite TV shows. I finished it. Amazing. Have you ever watched The Wire? Nah. I've, only, I've literally watched the first episode like five times because I'm always like, now I'm going to watch it. I watched The Wire and now I'm on to Sopranos because I was like, if I watch The Wire, it only makes I sense that I watch Sopranos. Sopranos I watched I a lot of it, it, but I never finished it. I'm on season two. I just started it like last week. That's a good show though. It's fucking good. Yeah, I watched a lot of it and just never got around to finishing it. Now I'm like, I feel like I have to restart if I have to watch it again. And also, I think they did the, the prequel or something. There's something that it's, yeah, it's a new thing that's coming out. So it's I a want, movie. A movie, yeah. So I want to watch the show so I can watch the movie. 
Because I was like, I, I, I hate being the guy who's like, oh, no, I'm not going to. It's, yeah, it's not like a book. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm sitting there forcing myself to read. Okay. Like, but I mean, honestly, TV to me now at this point, especially series and stuff, mm. like, I guess maybe it's that, uh, like, my past 10 years of, like, only consuming YouTube. Mm-hmm. And even though YouTube comes in a various amount of contents from, like, three minutes to an hour and a half. I 100% feel you. It's like. I don't know, watching a series of me, I'm like, oh, it's just too long and too much time. No, there's definitely days where I you can't catch me watching a series. I'll yeah. just be on YouTube. Or I won't even be on YouTube at this point. I'll be on fucking TikTok or Instagram or just popping between random fucking social medias. But, like, most of my media intake is YouTube-based. Yeah. Like, I'm watching all, of- all my YouTube subscriptions, and then, you know, sometimes I get a day or two in a week where mm. I just have nothing to watch Yeah, because I watch everything mm-hmm. and then I'll just like either get lucky on YouTube recommendations or I'll just like throw on some Twitch stream in the back and I'm like ah whatever there's so like my there's YouTube, just so much content right exactly like, right, right now like I feel like the age cause back then dude like we we, we grew up through the eras of YouTube the vlog yeah, I remember era, I remember the skit era, era yeah the, the skit era, era like everything we went Nikahigas and your Ray William Johnsons and now we're in that like era of podcasts or vlogging still, but more podcasty commentary, reviews, uh, reactions. That's more of the the bigger grouping of entertainment. (laughs) But there's so many. Well, there are people doing skits there, but But there's so many podcasts that it's like. I never don't have a podcast to watch. It's just yeah, a matter. Exactly. It just, but there's it's just some in my, days. Am I gonna watch this? This last I'm saying. There's some days where I'll see a guest on a podcast that I do normally like watching. And I'm like, just not today. Not today, because I know I'm not gonna like it, and I don't want to hear you say something while talking to this person that'll turn me off from this entire podcast entirely. Because I used to, I used to like, I used to like Joe Rogan the same for the same reason. I used to like. Or I still like Vice. I know Vice isn't giving me fucking every fact of information. It isn't the best source of information. But it's giving you something different. But it's not only that, but it's... If if I choose to be ignorant for a month and just have my head in the sand, focus on work, whatever, and then I want to know what's going on in the world, I feel like it's the quickest, most accessible, digestible place to find lump sums of video content of video content information that I can throw on and podcast format and this, that, and the other. Like, I could listen to CTV News or CN, uh, MSNBC or, you know, like some random news podcast, but I don't li- like their, the transfer from TV to podcast isn't clean. So you're just literally getting like a recording of the TV. News is depressing. And so, but that's my thing. I'm going into journalism, so but <laughs> so it's like it's too depressing. Like whenever I go to get Vice, like I'm like this is because it's it's just gonna give me the top layer. It's gonna let me know that there's a conflict going on in Central Africa. Yeah, you know, like I just that's what I have Twitter for. Like, like I get all my news. But even on then, like even on my Twitter, like I follow a shit ton of pages. Yeah, exactly. that I'm just like you're just here to give me a topic. Yeah, just so, give, yeah, exactly. You know just give saying? me the headline. <laughs> exactly. And like, if I catch the headline, then I'll just look it up myself. But that's exactly what it is. So like, I feel like the the whole like YouTube podcast realm, like there's literally so many things 
There's never a moment where you... Yeah, no, there's a like, lot of... It. You can always watch something. And this, you can always watch something that you'd probably like because you know someone in it mm-hmm. or... That's my they're thing. They're speaking of a topic that you enjoy, so mm-hmm. it's like, uh, whatever. And I was like... And the, the girl saying with Joe Rogan was like... The whole, Joe, whole Joe point about Joe Rogan is... Like Vice, I knew he was... Like, that isn't a good source of full information all the time. Sometimes, mm-hmm. some pe- people with PhDs on some topics are just people with PhDs on some topics and they're not the smartest. Some people are and sometimes we just don't like the information they're giving out. Yeah. You know, and then they're on Joe Rogan's podcast so it gives it less, you know, weight weight because there's already so much bullshit coming out of there. But at the same time, I can give you like, there's literally like my, from when I was 19 to like 20, that full year, all I watched and listened to was Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, like that camp it's of funny. <laughs> but it's like the comedians, like the yeah, camp yeah. of comedians, because I loved their podcast. I loved the banter. Then I loved the fact that throughout the banter, like Joey would bring on like some random dude that he knew, or you know, he'd bring on a boxer that was yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Cuban and couldn't speak English. <laughs> so like, there's a translator, just shit like that. And it's like I love those moments. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not gonna sit there and go, yeah, no, I believe. Because there's so many, there are so many moments where I watched podcasts, like Joe Rogan guest podcasts, and you're like, oh, please, Joe Rogan, just give it to him. You know, like, you're hoping he's going to say something, like, no, you're a fucking idiot. But then he starts going, and you're like, yeah, you see him, like, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, look that up, please. Oh, I'm like, yo, god damn it. God damn it. I have never really watched him too, too much. Mm-hmm. I've watched, like, a handful just because of whoever the guest was. That's yeah. how I always watched the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's obviously interesting ones. And that's exactly. what I enjoy about his content in general, mm-hmm. where it's like, you get a really fucking random group of people. It, my my thing is, is to me, Joe Rogan's almost like TED Talk. Yeah, at this point, like, you get some, you just get different perspectives, and that's fine. Like, that, it's that's literally, what, it's, a, it's a conversational TED Talk. It's somebody coming on to talk about something that they believe in. Yeah, exactly. And I hate, like, when he gets a bad stigma because of, like, whatever. Some of his fans are just annoying and yeah. stupid. Yeah. And then, like, take whatever happens on that podcast as 100% truth. And, and, and there was... I don't remember who was talking about it, but somebody was, bro- like, talk, was talking about it, and they bro- drew up pretty much a uh, pretty par- like a parallel between, like, the... Uh, like, when you can see, like, not even parallel, the, the correlation between, between when... Joe Rogan just stopped caring about what everybody was saying and just kept having people on and going to the extremes and having worse people on. Yeah. Was because of how many people on the left side were ready to just fucking throw him under the bus. At with, every second. At every second. So it's like, you kind of can't blame the guy when he decides to have a bunch of right-wing guys on now because... Yeah. You don't want to... He has a bunch of right-wing guys, but he... I mean, I'm pretty sure last election he was, like, openly voting Democrat. No, but exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's an openly... So it's like... But whatever. Whatever. Everyone just wants to fucking say some stupid opinions. So it's just like, who cares? That's... Did you know Vice was started in Montreal? Yeah. I didn't know that until, like, a year ago. That's why I've been a fan of Vice since high school because of that. Like, I was like... I didn't know that they were from Montreal. I just remember in high school, my brother just showing me weird documentaries. But no, I'm pretty sure one of the founders of Vice is a racist. I would not be surprised. Which is kind of like, fuck, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, bro, like, I, give out all the faulty information you want, but, like, don't be racist. 
Right. You know? Come on, racism like, is bad. Racism is bad. Like, I feel like we all, I thought we all got that message. Why are we still here? Why are we still doing these things? Like, it's crazy. I remember having a conversation with someone, and they're like, like, I genuinely don't understand how racism exists. And I'm like, you know, for the most part, I agree with you. Yeah. But like, for the other part of me, I'm like, yeah, there's some fucking stupid people in the world. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, in... Bro. Uh, it's crazy. But yeah, no, I remember reading something about, like, uh, the plateau here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, how... Because you know how now, like, we look at plateau, it's like, oh, these hipster people. Mm-hmm. They're cafes, and they're oat milk lattes, and bike riding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever it is. Even though I love the plateau. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I literally love that fucking little part of the city. But, yeah, but it's always been like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's always been this kind of subculture of underground things and like cultivating these kind of niche mm-hmm. things like vice was started in the plateau and then i remember it naming some bars in the plateau that had like these weird obscure metal bands or mm-hmm. punk bands or whatever oh dude people f- don't put respect on like there's so many fucking um rick james came to montreal yeah it's crazy he, he was here with uh what's his face Who's in a folk band? That's wild. <laughs> it's when I tell you who his co his co band his bandmates were, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? But I watched the uh, Rick James docu documentary on uh, HBO. Oh yeah, and it was re- it's really good. Is HBO still on Crate? Mm-hmm. Neil awesome. Young, Rick, Rick James, James and, and Neil Young. Young in a folk band. That's wild. And there's like I'm pretty sure there was like other, other like known. Who's the one I was musicians? About? Yeah, there's tons. Oh, it's like um, Canadian keyboard players, German band, like these are just random like guys who then left Montreal, or not even Montreal. This one was this this was built in this was founded in Toronto. This this band. You know who Kerwin Frost is? Have you seen, like, his talk show? Like, no. Or, like, he'll have guests on? No, because... They're usually pretty good with, like, a bunch of rappers or something. He has a pencil tattoo on his face. Mm-hmm. Fat, light-skinned guy with dreads. I remember back in early... Or... It was a couple years ago. There was a video of him fighting somebody. Or getting oh, he's fighting uh, Playboy Cardi. Yeah. And ever since then, I just kind of got a sour taste in my mouth. Never wanted to really follow the guy. <laughs> but you know like... what's funny about this fight is... <laughs> I'll give you the full context of the fight. So there is, it's Kerwin Frost and, and I'm not saying Cardi. I'm Team Cardi either because I don't really listen to There's Kerwin Frost and Playboy Cardi fighting against each other. But the real fight is between the two people off camera. So it's Ian Connor, mm-hmm. which is like yeah, creative maybe. director of a bunch of projects, creative consultant for Kanye and all this stuff. The guy who did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah and we did <laughs> and 26 allegations. Anyways. Exactly. Then on the Current Frost side is this white guy named Ass Pizza. So Ass Pizza was like this really popular Yo, Tumblr. I keep hearing his name on Instagram. On, yeah, uh, on Adam Twenty Two. Originally was very popular on Tumblr during that era of like. What did you say his name was? Ass Pizza, Tumblr streetwear, and then was one of like the first kind of Instagram influencers in terms of streetwear and fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Ask Pizza and Ian Connor had a beef about some bullshit. And then Ian Connor's like, I'm going to fight you. Actually, no, I'm going to get Playboy Cardi to fight you. And then Ask Pizza's like, I don't want to fight either of you. 
And then Kerwin Frost just, like, had to defend him. It's so funny. Um, Ian Connor's a guest on one of his episodes, and they talk <laughs> about it. It's fucking hilarious. You know, good on them for addressing it. Yeah, but anyways, so, Kerwin Frost, at the, he hasn't been doing a lot of content lately. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. His issue was very good. He has one video of him going to a uh, Kardashian Christmas party. And just, like, interviewing people, but he's, like, trolling all of them. It's actually hilarious. But anyways, because at the moment he's doing some stuff for, like... Yeah. Yeah. He's doing stuff for, like, Adidas now and all this shit like that in terms of fashion. But... Twitter's kind of hard, I'm not gonna lie, with the shawl. His original... He just is so wild that Mm -hmm. I respect it. But his original, like... Not really how he got popular. Well, like, he's, like, best friends with Ass Pizza, and they had this thing called Spaghetti Boys... And they basically just made, like, shitty merch that teenagers liked and also DJed at a lot of clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he tells a story on one of those episodes where he's, like, literally, like, dead broke, zero dollars. And he DJs for, like, $500 or something mm-hmm. at apartment. And, like, off that $500, he was able to, like, he was, like, that was, like, the start. And, like, that $500 just took him so far. Hey, Montreal, man. Yeah. It's the place to be. It's the place to be. It's a great city. I'm so mad that I miss... I always miss concerts. I always miss fucking festivals. I always miss shows. Like, you know how bummed out I was when I realized I missed everything? Yeah, I know. It sucks. Like, Oceaga's coming up. I'm like really, 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 really tempted to go. But no one really wants to go. I'll go on the Saturday. Like, uh, Slow Tie is a good time. It's on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go on the Saturday. Not just working that weekend. Like, at... <clears throat> oh, okay. Because uh, Athena's got a food truck there. Oh, okay. This Athena's? Yeah. Oh, shit, good for them. They apparently, they do it every year. Fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. I, like, I um, love Athena's. They're a great, great restaurant. While we, before we end out the show, do you have any new artists you want to shout out? Or anybody, I mean, and this doesn't have to be hip-hop. This can be yeah. R&B, anything. I want our, the new artist shout-outs to just be people you've you been bumping. Some stuff I've been bumping. Okay, well, I said Ombre already. And this Katie Tupper mm-hmm. from Saskatoon. So I've been going back a little bit. You ever listen to Bjork? She's mm. like very subculture-y type pop electro. No, I'm not going to lie. You've definitely seen her or the logo before. But... Anyways, I'm going back to that a lot. Yeah. Yes? No, I've never. But you've seen her logo for sure. Yeah. Anyways. And then, speaking of missed shows, I was talking to a co-worker and she was telling me how she just went to some random free show at the Jazz Fest that just passed here mm-hmm. in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And she's like, God, I missed live music. Like, this show was literally the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I asked what artist. She told me. Kamasi Washington. Yeah. So good. Yeah. This guy is so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was like... Yeah. I got text messages from my coworkers. She was like, do you listen to jazz? I was like, I'm like, I would like to listen to more. Like, I just don't know who to listen to, and it's just like too much to just jump Ooh, into. You want me to... I'll put you on. Yeah, yeah. But I need like a playlist. I don't want to like... Okay, yeah, no. I'll send you a playlist. Anyways. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, his name's Kamasi Washington. I was like, okay, I just put something on while I was working. And I was like... I wish I had known about this. <laughs> Dude, I no. wish I had known about this before you told me. No, it's... 
Munch- and that's the thing, like, when people, people, people tell me shit like that, I'm like, don't tell me. <laughs> no, don't tell me. Just keep living your life. Don't fucking tell and me. And also, then try to get me on some kind of music sound, uh, movie soundtrack type music. Mm-hmm. You know who Air is? They're like a French DJ duo. No. Called Air. They have a popular album called Moon Safari. Literally, once you hear, like, the first three songs, you're like, okay, I've heard this before. It's like, I swear to God, it's in every single movie of, of all time. Okay. But some of it's good. It's like, all right, I can listen to this walking on a sunny day with an oat milk latte. Fair. Um... Actually, we can get into, like, some French house lately, because all my coworkers are from France. And, like, they're not France, like, as in they're playing French drill. They're playing French house. So... Mm-hmm. Listen to a lot of French house lately. I've been listening to uh, a lot of Spanish, like Colombian, Cuban, like just anything. That's interesting. Like <laughs> I just, cause I don't know, like I fuck with it, and uh, I stumbled upon. Well, I stumbled. I had a coworker show me this artist well, a couple months ago named Mabiland, and uh, she's from Colombia, but she's like she's a rapper. New, like she's new. New, I don't, newer stuff, I should Yeah. Say. Newer stuff. Like, I think the earliest stuff on her Spotify is like 2018. Okay. Yeah. But, um, actually, no, 2016. Jeez. Is in Spanish? Yeah. But there's one song that I've been bumping, like, on repeat, and I'm scared that I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of it. Uh, those, those versions. I'm just going to say it like that because I feel like I'm. Version. Two versions? Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, uh, J.I.D. dropped the 29 freestyle on Spotify, finally. So I've been listening to that, but he's not a new artist. Gee. Some new, somebody new, somebody new. Oh. What's that name, that guy I sent you? <laughs> a British track. What? I sent you a track a couple of days ago. Oh, what's his name? On text? Did I send it to you? Who did I send it to? Did I send it to Liam? I sent somebody this track. It's gonna bug me. Slew. Slew. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Sopranos track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song's a banger. Yeah. Um, I've also been listening to... Um, here, let me put you on a a new jazz. Some some someone nice. Let me some good jazz. Um here. My go to working working music. Ooh. Uh have you ever heard of the Ezra Collective? They're British. No idea. They're like jazzy. So like they're rapping over like horns and like like oh, actual percussion, yeah. Okay. But like, it's a good for me. And like, whenever I try to like get people who are more hip hop dominant into jazz, I feel like that's like a good intro, because mm-hmm. like, they're very vibey. Like they're not too aggressive with the jazzy shit. But then, if you really wanna, uh, yeah, I'm not that big on like the big kind of like the over yeah. overdone stuff. Yeah. What's it? Almost but, like a big band, big sound type. Yeah. Mm. 
Actually, Kumasi dropped something recently. Yeah. In February. Jeez, it's not recent, Ty. Oh, gee. I want to say, is Sons of Kesmet considered jazz? Have you ever heard of Sons of Kesmet? Okay. So they're... Yeah, they're jazz. They're, they're, they're a good newer jazz group. They just, they toured, toured, they just performed in Montreal four months ago. And I was working right beside the Corona Theater. Right. And I was so upset. I saw like a lineup of people and I was like, he's like a bunch of music nerds. So at one point I literally just went out and I asked them. You're like, who the fuck is that guy? And they're like, oh, this guy's they're for the Sons of Kismet show. And I was like, oh, well, what the fuck? Missed out. Yeah. But yeah. Always good shows going on. Oh. Me and Meg are going to Giveon. Yeah, so. And then we're also going to Georgia Smith as well. So it's going to be a good little... Yeah, I wanted to... My one fear about the Giveon concert is that if he's going to perform mostly the new album. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he is. I think he is. Why wouldn't he? I don't know. I hope not. I, I, my first thought was like, he is. That's why I don't want to get it. Then I saw his set at Wireless, mm-hmm. but then I was like, eh, it's a festival. He kind of has to do his hits. Exactly. He's not going to do a new album. Mm-mm. So I still think he was going to do Especially it. Especially off, like, off the BET Awards. Yeah. Go safe. Yeah. Know what the crowd's going to like. I think... Um, yeah, no, I don't know about that one. I want to go see... I think she comes in September, or maybe October, Mahalia. Oh, yeah, she does. I need to you, go see You want to go together? Oh, I was going to go <laughs> Fuck off, bro. That's okay. I'll get tickets. Me and Meg will get tickets. Yeah, get, you guys get tickets. GA. She likes She likes Mahalia. I love Mahalia. I've been so forcing good. her. I've been forcing Mahalia on her slowly. She has no choice but to like what I like. <laughs> if you're in my car listening to what I'm listening to, yeah, it's going to end up on her little Lash playlist at work. <laughs> it is what it is. Play. Just spreading it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, I'm low-key a trendsetter. All these little white girls, oh my god, music. Uh, that's, like, that's where I came from. <laughs> Boyfriend's car. But anyways, we're going to sign out. We're going to bounce. We're going to end the show with this. Uh, see you guys next time.